Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I mean, the clap in the middle of it all, I think, Did, only added to it. Didn't even stumble, because I am not B-T-B-A, Sophie White writes. Now, <laughs> we have to say a big uh, thank you to, like, the last time we recorded was the live show last Thursday. Yeah. A huge success. Thanks. Isn't it so weird? To the What's weird? That we have, I really, I really felt like we had talked since that. No, no, it's just, I don't know. It feels like a lot's happened in the meantime, somehow. It was a whole week ago. Well, it, it has, it has. I'm having my first wash day since then, as you can Lovely. see. Lovely. Mired in the quagmire that is attempting the curly girl method. <laughs> I should add that to my acronyms. VTBACGM, Sophie White writes. <laughs> BA is, is batch is is your qualification, is it? Presumably? Best selling author. Oh, I t- right. Oh, Never BSA. Mind. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I think best selling is good. actually not two words, <laughs> I believe Sorry, it's... my bad. That's why I'm not a BA in any sense of the word. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. You're an incredible writer. Um we will listen we will best sell you next. And then we Jen, are zooming I think in, Jen's going to do her tell all. Together, because both me and Sophie are on our jolly pops, sitting in various <laughs> rented abodes through the country. Cassie's back in the studio. But um, not a holiday at all, as it turns out, when you bring your family. So yeah, that's the end of that one. Uh, listen, back to the creep. Creep of the week. Oh yeah, so, sorry, the intro. You're listening to me. My name is Jen O'Dwyer, O-D-W-Y-E-R. And uh, this is the Creep Dive. There's Cassie over there. Me, that's Cassie Deadpan Delaney. Just sitting here in the office delivering my deadpanness. <laughs> delivering and on deadpan. <laughs> there Delish. she is. 
Sophie Voice Talent White. B-A-B-S-A-C-G-M. Welcome to the Thank you. <laughs> and now, scene. That's and the scene. Episode, isn't it? That's it. Amazing. So the opening episode bit of Creep of the Week. There is only one creep this week. And by God, it's bloody Bill Crosby. Crosby. What Crosby. in the name of shit are we going to do about Bill? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not laughing. It's only about just... a time before somebody kills him. Yeah. Well, do you know who's kill not going to kill him? <laughs> we need to get that trending. Um, Let's start a chant. can't stop laughing because my mom <laughs> was ranting on and on and on about Bill Murray over dinner last night. <laughs> <laughs> I nearly made the same mistake there. Wrong personally. Bill. Wrong everything. So, wrong race. Wrong Bill. A lot of mistakes there. Film well, versus Well, just give telly, him some time. Rapist versus non-rapist. That we know. We don't of. know. We don't know. Yeah. So That's the news Bill came Murray. through. It's a disgrace. <laughs> so Evan and I were lost for a long time. We were actually gutted. Like we'd gone through a roller coaster of emotions by the time we realized that it wasn't Bill Murray and that Bill Murray, we still had Bill and Murray for keeps. May not soon, soon something might come out, but not for so long. Far, so far, so good. Let's hope Bill Murray can hold it together just until he <laughs> dies at the very least. Bill Cosby, however, was released from prison on Wednesday after Pennsylvania's highest court overturned his sexual assault conviction saying the disgraced actor's due process rights were violated. Right? So it turned it turned out, like, I don't know, I don't know the details of why, but it looks like it was a bit of a misdemeanour in, ter- in the processing stage of the court. So basically... Yeah. It, that's it. And then that so was it. Kind that of was an enough to overturn the conviction. Exactly. Basically. So. But will they, like, is it a mistrial? Are they going to do another go of this? Or I don't is it think just so. See you gone by back to your mansion. I think he has been released. And uh, consider well, what they yeah. said. So, as in, surely they'll like, be able to bring more charges against him. Well, that's like, what we think will happen some next. Stuff outstanding. So, in 2018, he was sentenced to between three and ten years in prison for drugging and sexually assaulting um, Andrea constant at his home in 2004 okay yeah so not only that but during the trial he admitted to doing that he admitted to using yeah. quaaloids to drug women to like loads of them yes. 60 or something so they... many that's why they will this is a well i'm like this is okay it's not okay it's devastating for this woman who hasn't seen justice but there is mm-hmm. so many more cases that like they can keep on prosecuting like until this... They get the correct beggars believe there's recordings of him boasting about it as well. He did some interview a long time ago. I remember reading this out during the week and uh, it was him kind of it was very grabbed her by the pussy kind of chat he was having with another man talking about quaaludes and and kind of suggesting he try them out on a lucky lady. Like all of that evidence is just there happily sitting there in existence and uh now he's out. So Gloria Altred is all, everyone's saying. fucking up in arms. So she represented um, other accusers. And she said the overturning of the conviction on technical grounds did not vindicate Cosby. She said, my heart goes out to those who bravely testified in both of his criminal cases. I represented a majority of the prior 
bad act accusers who testified. All threads. Does that make sense? All threads said in the statement. Anyway, look, it doesn't make him innocent, basically, is what she's saying there. And uh, who knows what's going to happen okay. next, but it's pretty bad. And you know who out, who came out with a supportive tweet? His feckin' co-star from the show. Felicia. Uh, Felicia Rashad, right? Celebrated Bill Cosby's sentence being overturned. The fucking... She is a dean of a college at the moment. So the, the tweet was pulled straight away. But um, she... What did she write again? She wrote something like, Oh... Uh, thank God the uh, things have come to light. You know what I mean? What a fucking idiot. So, I don't know, guys. Well, that it's is pretty a very, very, very bizarre move. She was the mom in um, the Cosby show, wasn't she? She was his wife in Cosby she was. show. Claire Huxtable. Yes. Claire <sighs> Maybe, Huxtable. I mean, is it possible that she's just been on a digital detox for four to five years? maybe oh. but sure i mean that's a yeah yeah okay Fucking not hell. ideal but also still you know i'd say like this is not an excuse but she must be in her 70s she is i so. just don't i just don't know like you know she is know here's the tweet she wrote and i think the main Finally. thing is to never get distracted from the real perpetrators exactly like, that's true sorry you're right he bill is the main focus of bastardness here and uh it's an absolute outrage and it's really depressing um between that know, and britney's conservatorship continuing it's all bad news yeah now the thing well, about the conservatorship continuing is that it was that ruling was to do with a petition that had been brought to the court a few months ago not oh. the recent testimony okay. so the it's it's just the result of that but I mean it's not looking good for the conservatorship there's a fantastic long read by Ronan Farrow and uh, Gia Tolentino, Tolentino in the New Yorker this weekend um, which explains how the conservatorship came to be who was involved and just how fucking corrupt it is it's so much worse than anything we could have anticipated oh god now again I was uh, on another baffled emotional roller coaster with my mother last night Brittany Murphy can you believe what's happened to Brittany Murphy I'm like another tragic she's risen from the dead what's going on but you know what we must not forget is that it's 4th of July weekend just gone in America and yes. somewhere in that great nation there was a 4th of July party that Bill Cosby was at Oh, you're what right. He would have been crazed scenario. Imagine just being at a party and being like, "Okay, so well, you're just an- here now." Another fucking crazy scenario in the same vein, lads. Ian Bailey continuing ah. to just sell jam and write poetry every Saturday in West Cork at their village fair or whatever it is market. And uh, so he's just oh, yeah. like it's jam to die for. To yeah, die for. it's t- it's like tag or hashtag Ian Bailey on Twitter, and you'll find tons of people like right now or when it was two days ago Saturday, just photographing Ian Bailey. Oh lads, Jesus! But there's a we great should tweet. mind it because um, you know he can be quite uh, you know, reactive with the solicitor's letter. Well, well, I mean, he can solicit solicitize away. Uh, I, I would just like to state for the record, Ian. 
that's Jane O-D-W-Y-E-R that you're writing that letter to not Cathy Dead Pandalini nor V-T-B-A-C-G-M Sophie White writes and if you are going to issue me with one please just get my acronyms correct please <laughs> uh, it's all happening guys please don't sue Bad yeah, just me- don't sue what did I say? Just All don't. I said was you could you could find it, it people photographing him at a market on Saturday. I That's know, but it. I know where you're going with this. You're about to I'm, make I'm a pronouncement. I'm saying nothing, right? I'm uh. saying nothing, but I did start the score. Uh, I, I finished the Netflix. We talked about our mother pod. The Netflix West Cork. Jeez, you hammered through that. Absolutely hemorrhage through itself. Like with a heavy flow. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what? Boated down the road image. of it. And uh, I then start, I kicked off, I tried to kick off the other one by what's his face? Jim Sheridan. What a load of shit. So is the Netflix one good? Like does the Netflix one kind of put the, is it from whose perspective is it from? Like who do they interview? Sophie's family. family. Yeah. And I thought that's what I suspected. Lots of excellent West Cork locals. A lovely locals, a collection of locals, less heavy on the Ian, I would say, than the other one. See, that's what we, that's what we would like, yeah. But uh, yes, Cass. But Still again, quite a lot of them, and Jules is notably absent in both. Yeah, God love her. She's uh, been through enough. My God, she has. My God, has she ever? But I've got a good rant. Oh, sorry, go on. I would like to do a quick little chit chat about the woman whose name I can't bring to my forehead. That did the original I saw Ian on the on the bridge then she took it Marie back Farrell. woman Marie Farrell what in the Ed. name of shit is going on there does anyone know well do you not remember from the West Cork podcast the level of bonkersology coming out of that camp remind me just give do me remember... a quick one so she was always claimed that she'd seen Ian Bailey at about 3am as she was going across this bridge, Kilfada Bridge. And she had another person in her car, but she could never admit who it was because she was driving at night with a man who was not her husband. And then she got into this whole bizarre fucking back and forth with the Skull Police, all like sort of secret assignations, tapped phone lines, bizarre shit and, and then in, yeah in the, in the courtroom the judge said now mary with the you know with your exactly with your ice yes. cream shop shop you must tell me the name of the man first and last name no more of this because didn't she storm out originally she flounced out of the place mm-hmm. and then they got her back in and she then spoofed she said mickey o'shea someone who didn't exist and oh, yeah. uh, that very was... convincing name, though. <laughs> I yeah. just made that up, but uh, I don't know what the makey up name was. But Jesus, like on one hand, the neck, but on the other, was Ian up her backside in a very vicious way? And might that have been the reason for all of this? I, well, from the episode on the West Cork podcast, when they actually, so she left Skull after all of it. Like she, she couldn't stick around because okay. she, she'd she been too insane about it all. So yeah. nobody knew whether it was true what she was saying or whether it was a strange form of attention seeking or what. Mm. So she totally relocated um, and they went up to chat to her, Sam Bungie and Jennifer Ford. And um, 
it seemed like they were dealing with a very strange person. She seemed to be kind of almost the flip side of the Ian Bailey coin, like total narcissist, but in a different way. And yeah, like just inserting herself. It was very strange. It was very strange. And I didn't come away with it believing a word she said, to be honest. Should I say mm. with great uh, fucking <laughs> conviction, Marie Farrell, please don't get in touch. With She'd be on to us a as solicitor's well. letter. <laughs> these are these are all just observations from the Netflix documentary. So you can direct yeah, all your relating. your we're shit there. We're just seen. we're just doing a chit chat. We know nothing, obviously. Nothing. But, um, Zero, except for all the wild rumors that I'm privy to because of my skull connections. Well, um, that and again, I follow a little Instagrammer by the name of Trina McCarthy, who oh, uh, I love. School resident. A school resident who continues. Yeah, she's very low key. You may not have videos. Ian, ba- every time she goes home, she she we are looking at Ian Bailey. Herself. She can't stay away from him, Cass. I know. The, I know. She's literally walking through the bloody market, videoing him. And here you were just innocently look, you know, Someone enjoying her life. Someone has to do it. Someone. The people's press. Someone has to. Thank well, you, Trina McCarthy. Well, the people Cass, must know. She's she did doing it. her citizen journalism. She did it there, I think, yesterday. And she was going through the market and did. And then she swiped the camera around and we got a good look at him. And he was holding court with about four men. And I just thought, mm. oh, he's he's absolutely loving this now. Isn't he? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of enduring sense all this mm. year, all these years that he, on some level, just is feeding off it all. Like he's but got like his he's kind not... of persecution complex. He's got his name, you know, he's made his name now. That's it. In this very dubious way. And that's kind of it, isn't it? That's the long yeah, he's not doing much poetry to um, has been defend himself. Far and wide. In his, uh, in this, in the Sky documentary, the Jim Sheridan one, he was like, I know I don't have an alibi. Like he's not doing anything to try and make it easier for himself. He's not trying to solve the crime and he doesn't seem to really give a fuck about who killed Sophie. Like if you were, if you were, if that was your situation and you had spent 20 years being persecuted for a crime you didn't commit, surely you'd invest your time and energy in trying to figure out who maybe did kill her. Exactly. He doesn't care. And also Cass, maybe you'd move away. You know, yeah, or shut the fuck up for half an hour, <laughs> maybe. But yeah, no, no. maybe Bonnie just goes. ditch the staff. Like, you've been under suspicion of a violent crime in which somebody was bludgeoned to death, effectively, and you persist in accessorizing with a staff. Like, we're not living in the age <laughs> of the staff. Yeah, you know, it's not the feather in the cap. Yeah. No, none of it's a good look. It's like walking around with a knife like after, you know, you've been accused of stabbing someone all those years ago. And it's like insisting on walking around with kind of a dagger stuck rakishly in your boot. He's carrying a large bludgeon, essentially. He definitely doesn't even it doesn't even it's decorative. He doesn't need it to walk. Guys, can I take a minute to read you a few tweets from Maya Dunphy? Because I think she had a good. Interesting. She had a very what a good... weird left turn. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 in, it's in the family of the conversation. <laughs> Here she writes: finished the Netflix Sophie Sophie Tuscan de Plantier doc. By the way, Irish people just love saying that, don't we? Oh, Every chance Sophie Tuscan de Plantier. Marion Finucane yeah. in some of that like real <laughs> retro footage. As the show was progressing, she was getting more and more French. over the top French accent. Sophie de Costan de Plantier. And by the end, anyway, she was no. like, shut the neuf de pap. 
it's not a laughing matter, but that's true. Right, here goes and on And we can Maya. laugh at Fanuko. We loved we her. We definitely can. Damn it, so I loved her. She says, like a lot of people, I'm obsessed with the case. It's an outrage that such a violent, unplanned murder wasn't an open and shut case. I was left angry at Sheridan's efforts. So self-indulgent, it was more a show on the perceived persecution of Bailey than about the woman who was so brutally killed. At the end, in a voiceover, Sheridan mused about Bailey, wondering if he was capable of murder, and then added, But aren't we all? Maya says, No, Jim, we are not! <laughs> Fucking hell! Uh, that was hard to hear, Maya says. Sheridan is, in his own words, a storyteller. Uh, this didn't need storytelling. It needed a truth seeker. And Sheridan, looking like the last drunk uncle in the residence bar at a wedding in most of the shots, was not it. Nail on the head. Nailed it. Sensational. And then she thought, the Netflix doc was more a story of Sophie. Her son's strength is astounding and her poor broken parents upset me every time I hear the pain in their voices. I've read and listened to so much about this case and I know there's a lot we don't know and that many, many mistakes were made. But here's what we do know. A <laughs> woman was brutally murdered I'm in a frenzy. Sorry. Sophie that knows. That was this bad timing. Bad I just timing. had a flash of something from the documentary. I'll tell you about it in a sec, but it just, that made okay. me laugh out loud and it was a bad moment to laugh out loud. Right. But right. She, she summarises here, Maya. A woman who was was brutally murdered in a frenzied attack in a very small town where everyone knew her. Uh, everyone knew everyone at a quiet time of year. Ian Bailey hospitalised his partner six months before with a serious fucking head injury. Remember that, mm, guys? Yeah. Bailey admitted, mm. after initially lying, that he did get up the night of the murder at 3am to write an article in a studio 250 yards away from his house in the freezing depths of winter. In the morning, he appeared back with a gash on his hand, which he attributed to killing a turkey for Christmas. No one kills a turkey two days before Christmas. Uh, as she goes into the mentions there, into the under that tweet, and apparently she's, I don't know how she knows this, but apparently you need to let a turkey hang for 10 days after killing it. It does seem about right. Well, there you go. So that's what she says. Uh, Bailey had scratches all over his arms the next day. He lied about knowing Sophie. Bailey soaked his coat in a big bucket the day after the murder. Remember that, guys, from the Netflix show? There was a student, a 20-year-old Spanish student, come over to stay um, in Ian's house. He, she was a friend of Jules's daughter, right? And she mm-hmm. arrived, wasn't it Christmas Day? The day, uh, two days after the murder? So that she was She goes into day. the house. Oh no, yeah, sorry, Christmas Day. Yeah. She gets the bus in from Cork City out to school. She goes into the house. She has a shower. She looks down at the ground. There's a huge, big coat soaking in a bucket in the fuck in the bathroom and she says to herself why the hell would you wash something that heavy there's no chance of drying it like it's the middle of winter Mm. and then she goes to report anyway she goes on to report anyway so back into the tweet uh bailey had a bonfire on the december 26th burnt clothes and very dodgy you know yeah Bailey confessed then. What about all these confessions, lads? See, Maya says, Bailey confessed to three different people and then claimed it was sarcasm and black humour. How this man wasn't tried and convicted in Ireland, I will never understand. But if anyone out there still buys the French hitman story, then I despair. There's no doubt in my mind, she says. 
I'll leave you at that. God, she is Gone getting a legal letter. She fucking is, right? So she's, everyone's all full of the chat there. And, um, well, I support you, Maya. And I think what you're saying is correct. So you can send your legal letters my way too, sons of bitches. Maybe I'm getting a bit ballsy there now. No, Jen. Getting right. a bit loose with your where were they send it to? solicitor's letters. <laughs> where they tell nobody studio. knows where you were. Don't Stop that. <laughs> I no. don't have the mental capacity to deal with a right now. Can I just <laughs> highlight one thing that deserves to be just given a moment? Yes. The little sketch of the hand with the cup. <laughs> The fucking <laughs> lunacy. So basically, in the documentary, one of the guards visits Ian Bailey on like Stephen's Day or, or some time very close after. Oh yeah, that's the kind of Stephen's Day swim, isn't it? Anyway, yes. oh, notices swim. that he has scratches all over his hands. Can't put a hand on a camera. The man is a guard. Like Jules fucking... is a photographer. Just get a Jules little bit of is a photographer. Call into the station and say somebody get the intern to bring a bloody disposable camera down here. Like it's not no, going to no. heal within a day. You have day. time. It's not gonna, you've got time. You've got an hour or so. Anyway, d- does neither decides it's acceptable to just make a drawing of the injuries and what flashes up on the screen. It's fucking priceless. It's literally like one of those pictures my four-year-old brings back from Montessori where he's drawn around his own hand very haphazardly on a piece of paper and then just like a few flecks of dashes to represent scratches. It's hilarious. If you want one single image to sum up the absolute shite hawkery that was going on in that investigation the little hand sketch is that that nobody could nip up to the shop and buy a bloody disposable so so many things wrong with the investigation and then it's almost embarrassing at this stage that the the irish produced documentary has failed once again to acknowledge just any sort of faults or respect sophie and her family in the way that that she deserves to be respected after such a crime I know what Horrendous. you're saying, Cass. It Shameful. didn't feel like any. It's like letting her taken. down. On on it was these a documentary kind of about Ian Bailey. Levels. Yeah, yeah. It was a documentary yeah. like, about Ian Bailey. Yeah. No justice, but, and now not even doing her story justice. It's sick. No. But can I, I give us a total left field creep of the week? Yes, please. Go on. Okay. Um, one of my faves, BTK. Oh, He's BTK. Been up. Nonsense. Torture kill. That old chestnut. BGK, aka Dennis Raider, one of the most notorious serial killers, I would say. Would you say? Mm. Yes. Um Yeah. So he famously kind of led this kind of double life as like a family man, community guy, fucking oh, he was this in his local church and he was that in his local community centre. Just, I mean, if there's anyone who just seems a bit too wholesome, guaranteed they are, you know, wanking off to pictures of themselves dressed up in ladies' underwear and oh, and escalating to murder. It. He's running his that, dick up and down the radiator, closing in the fridge seal, dipping in the, fridge the tip seal. 
in a nice Fratage cappuccino. a go-go. Honestly, I know he went on to kill like a lot of people in a lot of really fucked up ways. But to this day, the masturbating over himself in the ladies' underwear. (laughs) Truly weird. Wow. Truly. Pure bang of weird off that guy. Anyway, he's up to his usual. I actually read um, his daughter's book. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. So Kerry Rawson is his daughter. Devo for Kerry, strong family resemblance. Oh dear. And um, her book's totally fascinating because it's like a memoir of herself, not a bi- it's not a biography of her dad. It's her own memoir. And it cuts between like what was happening in their family versus what was kind of unfolding in the trajectory of the quote unquote BTK killer. And it is mm-hmm. pure mad. Like and not that like, I'm not like, oh, BTK was really good at multitasking. But like, there's different points where he's like stalking and murdering while holding down a full time job, being a family man, being engaged in his community and doing some night course. Huh. And you're just like, that is slot. a lot. He just had a lot going on. Anyway, uh, yeah. um, he's he's behind bars, obviously, long time. His his capture it's truly one of my favorite real serial killer blunders. Um, he basically felt like nobody had been paying attention to him for a while. Um, his last Bailey booth. His last exactly his last crime had taken place in 1991, but he'd always done a lot of like chit chat with the police. He had this really, really like, oh, just sad sap logo he designed for himself for so he used to send, yeah so he used to send letters to the police and they were all kind of like riddle me this narcissistic <laughs> serial killer bullshit you know the type son of sam nonsense and um anyway he used to sign them btk um as you say it stood for bind torture kill horrific but the btk right in his little logo. It was bubble lettering. It was like bubble lettering. <laughs> and the B was a pair of boobs. <laughs> Seriously, Google it. Jesus. It is the stupidest looking thing ever. Apart from the fact that he was absolutely barbaric. Like, you really have to laugh at him a lot. Anyway, so he had always that been... personal brand though? Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Have you got Christ. it up there? All right, let me see as well. Quite embarrassing we... branding. BTK. What am I googling? BTK. Go- BTK branding? logo. Signature oh, logo. Kill, BTK yeah. killer logo. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, for fuck! That is particularly fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah. So he was Absolutely. always at it back when he was active. So he was active between like in the between the seventies and the early nineties. He killed like more than ten, uh, 10 people, I think, actually, in the end, and uh, like he was always kind of getting in touch with the police and being a bit bit like na 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 you know in his little letters Mm. and stuff and uh then um so like i said just felt like about 13 years have passed nobody been paying him any attention so in 2004 he just decided out of nowhere to mail a floppy disk to the police and they were just like they were actually able to identify him in several ways from it yes i remember <laughs> Not even this. one they got dna from it they also managed to find 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Kind of a code on the floppy disk that identified the computer that had last used the floppy disk. It was a computer in the local church where BTK was an active member. So anyway, they got him. It was great. He was, uh, it all came out, uh, you know, family man, real arsehole on the side for all these years. And um, the daughter wrote, a serial killer's daughter, my story of faith, love and overcoming. So she has been candid about the fallout of discovering who her father was. Like this was literally after like she'd been married and he'd walked her down the aisle and all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Anyway, she semi kept in touch with him because she'd said that like it was very hard to get past the fact that this was the father who she'd loved all her life. Yeah. And that she'd kind of said in the past that like she tried to forge some kind of some brand or breed of forgiveness. Like Mm. it was not it didn't negate any of the horrific things he'd done. She was really outspoken about her, like, just devastation on the part of the families. She also felt like, as she'd spoken and wrote in the book about this kind of weird guilt that she carried in her for what her father had done. So she does seem remarkable. And she's taken a lot of shit for people accusing her of, like, trying to capitalise but it it doesn't read as that to me, frankly. Okay. It, it's well, it's hard, so hard to know. I mean, look, she's made mistakes. There was kind of there is footage of her trying to make contact with one of the victims' families. Oh God! And like that, yes, very ill advised. But okay. look, yeah, she, you know, she's roundly condemned him anyway. She's kept, she had kept in touch with him, um. So anyway, um, she'd stayed in touch with him, right? But finally, he. He really took the biscuit. Quote, she says she's done with her serial killer dad after he cyber-stalked her from prison. What? B-T-K. Come what does on. she mean, cyber-stalked? Cattle- so maybe he trolled her. Yeah, he was, um, he was just sending her drawings of animals with gaping mouths and teeth. And oh my God. I think he was just being really creepy. Obviously. Creepy. His MO. Um, someone had sent him. So then she discovered, right, that he was uh, posting out murder memorabilia <gasps> to collectors. Like drawings he's doing in prison and stuff. Yes. Wait mm. for it this despicable crime scene photos of his victims that he signed his name to 
How the fuck Jesus did he even get Christ. printoffs of that? He just must have access to the library in there. Was printing yeah, off people... his own crime scene shit, or they it's were like posting all it to these him guys, they have with their a return address. Fan clubs, like somebody sent him a page from Kerry Rawson's book, where she had signed the page. So somebody had obviously gone to a signing, got her to sign the book. Then that person sent it to BTK, who did his own signature on it as well. Oh wow, gross. Very gross. And for some he reason, also I think said the fact it, that, sorry. that he might have lured his daughter in to having this relationship with him. And she was connecting to the dad she thought she knew. And then this real him started to leak out and he couldn't fucking contain it any longer. And he just started sending her these things. That freaks, that gives me the fucking willies as well. I think it's, he has this insane obsession slash... Uh, hatred of women and mm. I can imagine it may have stemmed from the fact that she was the last and only woman that he could torment I see and that he was yeah. like that his misogyny is just it's in, it's in him on a cellular level that like it, he is a part of his compulsion and he just started doing it he wrote a letter to her local newspaper literally like letter to the editor from boobs torture kill over in fucking Wichita prison. Um, and he told the editor that his daughter reminded him of himself. Oh, God. And that they had loads in common, like the way she uses the media. Like, just oh, absolutely gross. Twisted. And twisted stuff. And like, she's nonstop, like, being hounded online by fans of her father getting in touch to tell her like what a great guy her dad is and yeah she basically said that all of that coming out over the last few years she's done signed up for uh, victim services through the Kansas Department of Corrections and signed a legal cease contact order um, that uh, was delivered to him and they made a legal cease contact order that was like served to BTK just last year just this year sorry so that is t- so oh, scummy like, isn't it I feel like totally why have he's in America I know it depends on the state but I feel like they should just have ended this guy's life already <laughs> do you know what I mean it's just like why are we just now putting more efforts into controlling what he's doing from prison why is he allowed to do anything from fucking prison why does he have post you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a Monster. big, yeah, it's a huge, big conversation protecting the rights of prisoners. And it it's definitely the, you know, the American, le- the American legal system has, uh, just seems to have a lot of problems. <laughs> now, I don't know what legal system in the world could probably be, could be held up as any kind of a blueprint. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's big, big tale. Yeah, that's uh, BT- what BTK is up to, the latest from him. And so I wonder where that leaves her. I mean, she's probably not going to write another book. I'm sure she's got a life to live and an income to make. So maybe mm. she is going to write another book. Or I can't maybe... remember what her job is. But I seem God. to remember her having one all right. I think that would, I mean, a lot of things would fuck with your head if that was your dad. But all of the suggestion Absolutely. that he was starting to say things like how much like him she was would really... Messages. so cruel wouldn't it yeah 
And I think you see very, with the book and stuff, it's very, very sad that people like kind of, you know, took it in bad faith and said, oh, she's trying to capitalize on tragedies that claim mm-hmm. the lives of so many. When like what it reads to me way more like is that she's trying to make a case for herself of yeah. of her innocence, like and trying Absolutely. to and trying to show people that this can all happen and you genuinely can have no idea and that you can feel like you you failed people for not realizing and that's it because it's so hard to believe that there was apps that the family of btk had no idea isn't it 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 just means it's frightening it means that anybody could do anything you know if we're yeah if, if he was able to fool every individual in his community including his church and it, you know what I mean? I'm just scrolling totally. through photographs here of him with her. I mean, it, they look perfectly normal. Him with her mm. at graduation. Him holding her as a baby, standing with her at her wedding, I think. Yeah. Um, Imagine every memory you yeah, have. Her on the Christmas tree. Just completely corrupted. Absolutely. Yeah. And no wonder in a it's way she sort of wrote a book to kind of how old it. how old was she when when he was caught? Kind of in her 20s, as far as mm. I remember from the book. Like, like she thinks she'd just gotten with her husband. Can't remember, like I think they weren't long married. How I can't remember if she'd had a baby. It's but, wild. Yeah. Isn't it's, it? And it is so an what about her mum? Any like what happened like, there? instant divorce as far as i remember okay and no no i don't think the mother has ever opted to speak out in any way and i think it's okay. even harder for the spouse of somebody like this because it's yeah. so impossible to believe that she didn't have any inkling no. whatever about the and children if we are to believe that it's like you fucking idiot is the attitude you know <laughs> so she can't win she's a exactly idiot, like, or she's a conspiracy or you know she's she's part of conspiracy yeah 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 Yeah. no it's it's really harsh and i think like it's because as well like i think as a society we have this weird propensity to yes blame and scrutinize the perpetrator but also to look for the nearest available woman to put some of this shit on do you ever notice i know sure we did it when we were talking about the ian bailey thing we just did it ourselves when we were pointing the finger at your one the perjurer with the ice cream van and Marie Farrell yeah and in a way uh, she's that in that sort of story well she did act I don't think she's the scapegoat I don't think for she's the, the same his, I, I, yeah. what always reminds me of it is is the uh, the Joss Whedon story where like everyone took about an hour to be horrified at what was being said about Joss Whedon before they immediately started interrogating Sarah Michelle Gellar and asking her how does she not know? How does she work with this person? I don't know. Like maybe this is, am I being paranoid? Okay. Is this a bit no. of a, no, I don't know if what... I'm reaching, but at the same time, I just, I feel like I see it all. I see it again and again, where I just feel like a man does something and yes, we're disgusted, but then we're also quickly looking for the nearest woman adjacent to this man to kind mm-hmm. of interrogate to have and possibly known. indict along with them like i don't know yeah it's oftentimes maybe it's, not it's, maybe it's not. a woman because usually it's a straight uh, man who's 
who's kind of uh, who's attacking a woman and maybe it's got something to do with being a female as well and needing to know the signs and needing to understand that this didn't come from nowhere wanting to believe that we could have spotted this ourselves for our own safety and mm-hmm. maybe looking to Michelle Geller and and uh and BTK's wife similarly would sort of that's, yeah. why we're, that's why we're going there but like what were the clues we need to know to flag yeah. this shit for future reference rather yeah. than go at them with blame it's 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 like a aggressive curiosity like you hold the secret what do you know mm. tell us but I don't yes know. could well be could well mm. be oh my goodness a lot to process there's been a lot of creepy activities i'm not gonna and the common thread is that they're all men they're (laughs) all men it's been a long time since we've had a female creep of the week i'm just saying well i'm about to give you one and i've just turned on my camera do you recognize this woman hang on i can't see i for a really quick second thought it was avril lavigne it's not avril lavigne uh do you know what hair is amazing enormous so I'm going to save it for the hive because we're kind of, what time are we at now? We're probably at the end of this episode. But uh, I will save that for the hive, unless we have a mini to take Intriguing. us out. I could probably take us out on a mini if mm-hmm. you have a hive. Mm. Oh, I've got a hive. Okay. I've got a hive. I've got something Ooh. for the hive also. Oh, oh we'll have a cheesy Mine isn't, yeah. Do you want to tee mine it up isn't, as well? Um, it is the pretty girl cult <gasps> there you go okay and i they are you know all what? words i like here's my together. one tarzan also christian cult one <laughs> death at a plane crash and a theme emerges <laughs> <laughs> so listen Amazing. if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself wonder what those stories are gonna be now's your fucking time guys Patron is a calling. We've been pulling back on the mentions, but we want to not pull back and tell you to come and find us there. So we agreed there just before we came on that we were going to move. Uh, we're going to take till September. You're going to get one. You're going to get every two weeks. You're going to get a, uh, the free episode. We'll go back to normality after September, but our hives will be bopping. So you don't need to miss us during those times. We're just Give us your three euro eighty a month and enjoy. It's a bargain, frankly. Yeah, and we love doing this for free anyway. But we're just pulling back for a little bit over the summer to time all our holliers. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we've been working hard every second weeks on this juicy main episode. But don't fear, not patrons. You're getting the usual. Continue to get that weekly joy. And you know what's going to happen over there as well. We will be unable to make it short so it's just going to be a big fat juicy hive for you patrons every week (laughs) anyway so take us home okay so i can't remember what amazing person sent this to me so i feel really bad because i can't acknowledge them properly but this is a creep uh it's kind of like a uh, lassie come home but on loads of drugs Mm. okay So, we are back in the 1940s and we're with a young Finnish soldier called Amo Kuvenen um, and he was, did I say Finnish? And he was on his way through the very harsh wilderness 
of Lapland and it was March. So it was like cold, very crisp, a crisp 15 degrees below zero. Um, And it'll only get colder as the sun goes down and it's like 10 in the morning. But that sun is going down at about 10 past 10 because it's crazy up there. They've barely any daylight. Northern hemisphere. Um, It's great crack. Great crack altogether. I've been there once. Was in Lapland for exactly 26 hours. It was hectic, as the South Africans say. (laughs) Anywho. um, So he was in a unit that had been on the move nonstop through this like knee deep snow for two days. And they were all absolutely exhausted. So they set up camp in a forest and they got some fires going they were trying to melt snow to brew some tea it was very fucking inhospitable and they were exhausted and like this is the end of the war as well so they probably just about four years of absolute you know misery misery behind them exactly probably trench foot trench arm trench crotch trench trench face yeah (laughs) trench gi everything (laughs) everything they only had a gi left after their trench penis wrecked havoc <laughs> on their crotch. So anyway, it was so. Um, that's when the Soviets attacked oh, yes. and bullets started raining down on their little tiny tea break that they were desperately trying to have. Devastating. So um, Amo, uh, I love Amo. Like it's A-I-M-O, but it just sounds like short for Eamon in Ireland. Amo. Yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, Amo whacks on the skis and immediately tries to take cover in the forest. And um, there is loads and loads of really like armed up to the hilt Russians just um just raining torture in hell, hellfire down on top of them. And uh, so Amo, feckin' terrified, the Finns had always been just like so out, what's the word, outmatched? That's yes. the phrase? Oh, massively. Out, I mean, outmatched this... by the Soviet military machine, basically. Absolutely. Um, like so much so that in the 1940s, or like in 1940, Finland just signed a piece of paper just giving some some of Finland to the Soviet Union. Just, just to make them just go in a, like, away. Like, just take it. Yeah. We get it. You're fucking more powerful. Yes. yes. It's like the Aran Islands going up against England. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Except that the Aran Islands, like they're fucking ballers out there. I'd say they'd actually ate the face off any anyone who tried to come and colonize. But I think it's like the Faroe Islands. It's like the Faroe Islands trying to play soccer against Italy. Just That's, no. There's now a very kind of, you know, it's timely Just sort of reference. leave it out. Bit of soccer on, you know, in the background of my life and I'm kind of taking in things. <laughs> anyway, um, so yes, Ba, 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 ba. They were under attack. Amo was um, shitting himself, literally. Trench, trench shit flowing out of his body. He was so scared. Um, and he was trying to ski through like completely untracked snow, which is fucking impossible. And he was exhausted. He'd like barely eaten all day. He'd been on the move for days. Very weak, right? And um, he had a little trick up his sleeve though. So... The lads in the army were given a little supply of something called, well, it was military grade pervitin. So mm. it was 
uh, introduced in the late 30s and marketed as a magic pill for alertness. Speed. Mm, and it was supposed oh. to be widely used by the German soldiers to stay awake and perform better under punishing conditions. Amazing. Much like Adderall. And what is Adderall? But infetamine. Was isn't it? I think Adderall yes, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, it sounds like good crack that mm. stuff. Anyway, um, basically crystal meth in the form of a very convenient little round pill, and uh, they loved it. The German soldiers loved it. Amo apparently not a fan, but he knew that if he wanted to make his getaway, avoid just collapsing from exhaustion and being shot to death, he really needed to um down an addy stat. So um. He had the pill bottle, right? Now, this is just straight out of, I mean, Dumb and Dumber, maybe. He was trying to get one out of his little pill box, uh, accidentally poured the whole lot of them out and in a panic, just down them all in one go. You would. It's your last you, chance, Soph. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not great, though, because the safe dosage is one pill per day. He had just swallowed mm. 30 of them. And without water, and we all know how unpleasant that is, sort of sticking in the throat. What ensued was nothing short of a meth fueled rampage. <laughs> Couple of minutes later, Amo, new man, no longer tired nor weak, just feeling great. He was now full of energy, pep and vim. He was picking up speed. He was tracking through the snow, started tripping out pretty badly. Um, the landscape was morphing. Before his eyes, he Uh-oh. was becoming increasingly paranoid, yet still skiing as he drifted in and out of consciousness while, while still on the move. at speed. That is the highest, I think, I've ever heard of anyone being unconscious while still managing to be skiing. That Jesus. is extremely, intensely high. Anyway, at some point, the other people in his, like, you know, posse noticed that Amo wasn't looking too well. And TG, they took away his ammunition. Oh, um, God. His last rational thought, he reported later, before blacking out for good, was that he had made a huge, huge mistake. <laughs> Next thing, he woke up. All the lads gone. He, he was completely alone. He'd no food, no ammo, and none of his comrades. He'd no idea where he was, how he'd got there, or how much time he'd passed. He'd no idea if he had lost his buddies or if they had lost them. If they or they had lost him from that moment, he just kept on blacking out and snapping back in new unrecognizable locations <laughs> and doing weird shit. He had no memory of setting out to do. So he was in motion this whole time. Yes, yes, <laughs> he was in a blackout the whole time. But like, instead of like making microwave popcorn and falling asleep with his hand submerged in a tray of curry chips he was like on the move in this snowy wilderness trying to get away from the soviets and just waking up constantly with no idea what had happened at some point he wound up on top of a hill and spotted a fire burning in the distance with some people standing around it and even though he decided that they must be nazis he thought it'd be really a great idea to still just crash straight into the middle of it and plead with them to rescue him. So he merrily skied down the hill full speed 
until he realized that they weren't Germans at all and they were in fact the Reds, the Russians. Oh dear. Luckily, his appearance was so bewildering to them, he ended up skiing at full speed straight through the camp and then was gone before they knew what hit them. He just went through. He had a plan. Like a cartoon. Like like when pets run too fast on slippy floors. Absolutely. If they were in a meth-fueled frenzy. But his plan Um, was to stop and ask for help, but he just neglected to stop. To do it. I think he had... At a oh distance, yeah, he, he was noticed like heading they were straight Soviet. for them, and then he was like, he then he halted the braking. Gotcha. When he was like, shit, it's the Russians. <clears throat> um, speed up again. He survived. He went on for the next few days, surviving just on water and pine needles and meth. And um, he was still hallucinating, talking with a number of absent friends. He fought an imaginary wolverine that turned out to be a tree branch. Like what, what little resources his body had left. Oh, Fighting enough. with a tree branch. He shattered his compass and lost oh. his backpack somewhere along the way. At some point, he found himself in an abandoned cabin and decided to start a fire on the wooden floor in the middle of the wooden room. Right. Soon, the oh, whole cabin no. was on fire with Amo just curled up on the ground trying to sleep. And... Oh. Um, and just wiggling away every time the fire got too close. <laughs> Luckily, it's really fucking hard to sleep on meth. And when the cabin finally collapsed, because of course it did, he managed to escape and hit the road again. Still high <laughs> off his tiny tits. He spent most of the night trying very hard to reach what he thought was a distant light coming from a farm window only to realise at dawn it had been the North Star all along. Oh, for God. I hate when that happens. In the morning, he came across an abandoned German camp um, where he immediately set off an explosion. Um, They had put mines in the ground after leaving. And uh, he looked down with interest after the explosion to see that his right foot... Um, had bone splinters poking through the grated flesh and had he been a little bit less high that might have bothered him Uh, but absolutely still off his tits days since taking the meth he didn't really care oh my god he didn't feel a thing powering forward he powered on hopped around on the bad leg tried to open the door of another dugout and set off another explosion um, came to belly up nearly buried in snow um, 30 metres away um, his clothes and shoes just blasted clean off his body and <laughs> um, he was still holding the handle of the doorknob in his, in his hand <laughs> so now in addition to no weapons no food no compass no foot no clothes still a lot of meth in the system he decided to crawl into a ditch and sleep. Um, a few days later, a group of Finnish soldiers stumbled upon him, quite startled to find the naked fellow countryman um, still quite wrecked, actually. Uh, I think he was kind of slowing down a bit at this point, but still kind of stoned. Um, he 
uh, they said they'd come, they were going to get help. Um, and he went back to sleep, just happily off back to sleep, convinced he'd hallucinated the whole thing, thought it was kind of a, you know, Wolverine scenario, the sequel. Um, but he hadn't hallucinated it. Um, he, uh, they returned for him. They found him eating raw meat. Um, <laughs> but at that stage, I think that was just the least of it for Amo. Um, so he was brought a to a field hospital where um, he was found to only weigh Jesus 43 kilos which is I'd say it's about half me it's tiny I mean well actually I think I'm about I don't know what I am but like it's tinchy it's like Victoria Beckham small he'd basically he was basically the size of like Um, a hummingbird heart beating 200 beats a minute I think that's still quite fast that's quite a lot um, apparently they calculated we, that on can't his and um, should we just take it from here <laughs> am I gone yep I'm guessing he was in fucking bits by the time he was found tatters and I'd absolute say he had bits. chronic fear and booze blues on the Monday oh just the <gasps> absolute fear Christ. unbelievable understatement can you hear oh. me guys oh can- She's back. Oh no. Oh, she's gone now. Oh. All right. That's <laughs> that's what happens on your Holly Bobs. Um Well, thanks for this. Thank you. Great to hear from you, Cass. And you. It was weird now not being able to see each other. Uh, I got a good hair out of my chin while we were recording that. So that <laughs> good was good to hear. Hey, sorry I'm back. She's back. She's back. We were just winding it up there thinking we'd lost you. Thanks. No, I'd say you were probably on the money with whatever you were saying. All I had left to add was that they calculated that on his uh, just literal crystal binge through Lapland, (laughs) he apparently covered like 250 miles in two weeks. What? Not a bother to him. (laughs) 250 miles in two weeks. Yeah, you probably never remember it. Lesson to us Amazing. all: like, the things we could be doing if we were allowed. The I tell things you. we could achieve. Hang on, anyway, I have to grab a charger. One sec. Go for it. Do you know what, Cass? We'll finish it up. God, good night and God bless to you, listeners. We'll catch you back in the free zone in two weeks. weeks and yeah. yep, we'll be over on the Hive weekly. So you know where to find us, Patron dot com forward slash the creep dive you'll also find us on instagram and there's loads and loads and loads of stuff there yeah there's to like to. hundreds of hours of of the same level of interesting chit chat anyway we'll see you then you and see you there goodbye Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com 
juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 